Bible to John chapter 1. I got a praise report today. Brother Wilson Griffin, my neighbor over the lake, he went home. He was in Tampa General Hospital. And he got to go home today. His wife called me and said they was on the way home. And so, but continue to pray for him if you would please, because he's not out of the weather yet. Uh, so just pray for him, please. In John chapter 1, I'm going to begin reading verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. <clears throat> that was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came in his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. <coughs> Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I do thank you for each one who's come tonight for just being able to gather together under thy word. Let the Holy Spirit speak to us tonight. Now in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Um, I pray for us in the coming days. I've had two just lately. Mrs. Uh, uh, I've had it right there and it's gone. Anyhow. The little girl's grandmother passed away, and we got her funeral coming up. Uh, Wicker, Mrs. Wicker passed away, the grandmother. She used to come here to this church. She was saved a long time ago, so I'm not worried about her. And then Mrs. Davis, uh, she, Mrs. Wooten, uh, her daughter called me. The Davises, all them used to come, and, and uh, her mother passed away, and I got that funeral coming up. And so please pray for each one of these. Uh, it's good to see that big family here this morning with that little girl. She's so precious. And uh, I, I, I was top of the stairs waiting on her to come out of the change room back there to come up. And this old country song came to my mind. Waiting on a woman. That's all I do. <laughs> but she, she's as cute as she can be. And I love her dearly. If tonight, though, I want to... Verse 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Dr. Robert L. Moyer said, The Incarnation is a fundamental truth. It is initial. All truth that follows that grows out of this. Incarnation is a... Latin word meaning literally enfleshment. It is a count of God's assuming a living bodily form. Too many times in thinking of the entrance of Christ into the world, 
Man considers merely the birth of a baby. We need to remember that we're not talking merely about that, that is, the birth of a baby, but about the incarnation by which, by way of the virgin birth. One of the fundamentals of the Christian faith is that Jesus Christ was God in human flesh. Jesus Christ was not 50% God and 50% human. Jesus was 100% God and also 100% human in the same body. There are three general names given to the Lord throughout the Bible. Number one is the Son of David. That's his Jewish name or racial name. Son of God, that's his divine name. And then Son of Man, that's his human name. Now, Son of Man is found 80 times in the Bible. That was Jesus' human name. Jesus Christ was a man. John 4 verse 29 says, Come, see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Now you've got to remember something when you read a verse like that. This is God speaking. This is God's word. And he said, Come see a man. Talking about Jesus. Many times Jesus referred to himself as the Son of Man. For instance, when speaking of his crucifixion, Jesus said in John 3 verse 14, As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. When speaking of his purpose in coming into the world, in John 19 verse 10, Jesus said, For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. When speaking of his resurrection, Jesus said in Matthew 12 verse 40, For as Jonas was three days and three nights in the whale's belly, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. And when speaking of the second coming, Jesus said, Matthew 24 verse 37, But as the days of an old word, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Therefore Jesus Christ was a man. Notice too, he was a subject to human limitations. Now, I've heard preachers and I've read commentaries about Jesus coming to this world, taking on a human body and laying down his deity, laying down his power. No, he didn't. Uh, if you study his life, you'll see that he still had uh, power, uh, infinite power. He could raise the dead and turn, turn water into wine, all these miracles. But Jesus was a man. He was subject to human limitations, though. He obeyed his parents. Now, what I'm trying to say here, Jesus, God in flesh, let it be so. Now, in other words, he, was, he subjected himself to the obedience of his parents. Luke 2, verse 51, he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. He knew what it was to be tired. In Mark chapter 4, verse 38, and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. He also got hungry. Mark 11, verse 12. And on the morrow, when they were come from Bethany, he was hungry. Matthew 4, verse 2, And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was after to hunger. Jesus also got thirsty. John 4, verse 7, There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me to drink. And on the cross, Jesus said, I thirst. Now I said all that to prove a point. 
Jesus was a human being. Jesus was a man. He was subject to human limitations. He knew thirst. He got tired. He knew hunger. He was obedient to his parents. He was subject to deprivation. Matthew 8, verse 20. The foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man have not where to lay his head. In John 7, verse 53, all the way through verse chapter 8, verse 1, the Bible says, And every man went into his own house, Jesus went into the Mount of Olives. Everyone had a place to go but Jesus. Now, Jesus Christ was a man subject to human limitation. Why did Jesus become a man? Number one, that he might be the sinner's uh, sufficient payment. Jesus became a man that he might take the sinner's place. Some 2,000 years ago, God the Father took every sin we have ever committed and everyone will ever commit and laid them on the cross. Now, Isaiah 53, verse 6. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. When I read that uh, Jesus suffered more than any man, we have the idea, I've seen some terrible, uh, people having some terrible uh, pain in my life, going to hospitals and things, and in and, and terrible conditions. And some of them, it, uh, I think about even to this day, I've seen such terrible conditions of people being in. And we think about the physical limitation that Jesus went through and the sufferings he did. And he said, when we read that verse, that he suffered more than any man. But it goes beyond that. What, is, what the Bible is mainly talking about, can you imagine having the sins of the whole world upon you? Yet Jesus, Isaiah 53, verse 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray, and we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. It's that suffering beyond any man's ever suffered. Galatians 2.20 I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me, and gave himself for me. Jesus took my place. He was my substitute and yours. That's what we mean when we talk about the vicarious sufferings of Jesus. That's his atoning sacrifice. He became a sinner's substitute, taking the sinner's place. And each one of us should have been there on that cross instead of Jesus. He took our place. Jesus could not have died in the sinner's place had he not been a man. A man dying for men. That's God. That's a God-man dying for men. He became a man that he might be the sufferer's sympathy, have, have sympathy for the sinner. Hebrews 4, verse 15 and 16. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the infirmities or the feelings of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly under the throne of grace, that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Do you ever think about this? You never had a problem that Jesus did not experience. You never had a pain that Jesus didn't feel. 
He's our loving, sympathetic priest. There's one thing I found in pastoring. I can't sympathize with people, a lot of people. People go through experiences I can't, I've been through, and I can't sympathize with them. But I guarantee you one thing, Jesus can. I could not preach someone else's mother's funeral till my mother died, and I had to preach her funeral. And now every time I preach somebody's mother's funeral, I can sympathize with them. And I could go through a lot of things that way. That as humans, I can't do that. But Jesus can. I thank God Jesus had every experience you and I will ever have on this earth. An old song goes, Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Glory, hallelujah. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Nobody knows but Jesus. Jesus not only knows, but He cares. Jesus knows every problem we face and promises. And 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 13. There is no temptation taken you, but it is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. I guess I'll never forget when I was having some teeth problems, I went to the dentist and I had my teeth pulled and I went like an idiot. I went out in the bay and cold and casting it and I got a chill. I mean, I got cold to the bone and my teeth got, what I had left was chattering and carried on and cut my top, went up and bleeding. I thought I was going to bleed to death. I rushed to the dentist's office and uh, he said, now I got to give you a shot. Because uh, you can't stand what I'm fixing to do. I said, no, nah, I don't want no more of them shots. Because they make me crazy. The first one they gave me when they pulled some of my teeth, I loved everybody in that room. I mean, I, I told that nurse, I said, will you hold my hand? And she said, I don't have time to hold your hand. I said, well, get out of here then. I want somebody to love me. The next time I, I went, I, they gave me that stuff they gave me. And, worked on me and I woke up and they had to give me caffeine shots to wake me up. I mean, they put me out. And when I woke up, I was cussing everybody in that room out. And that stuff works crazy things on me. And I got to thinking about that, that uh, uh, Jesus said He suffered everything that we have. And He said, I'll make a way of escape. Did you know there's nothing that you've been through that you can't suffer through. You can make it. Jesus said so right there. It's like I told that doctor, don't give me a shot. Just go ahead and work on me. He said, no, you can't do it. And I said, well, give it a try. And he started, I like to broke my back, going back in pain. He said, I'm tired of fighting you. You give me a shot. <laughs> Put me to sleep. But uh, there is something that we seem like we just can't make it through it. But I, I come back to this verse every time. Listen to what it says again. Because if you don't listen to it and get all of it, you don't understand it. Listen. There has no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. In other words, everybody's been through it. Sometime or another, somebody's been through what you are going through now. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be attempted above that you're able. But with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Amen? And I believe this. If God lets me live, I can bear whatever comes my way with His help. 
And brother, I would hate to be without His help. Amen? Jesus, I, I thank God for this every time I think about it. Jesus Christ became a man that He might be the sufferer, sympathetic priest. Jesus also became a man that He might be the, the saint's perfect pattern. Notice something special in the Bible. Jesus never says to the unsaved person, come after me. You ever notice that? He never says to the unsaved person, come after me. You know what he says to the unsaved person? Come unto me. He always holds his arms out and says, come unto me. He'll no wise cast you out. But he never says, come after me to unsaved. But he says to the saved person, the believer, Jesus says, follow me. Because Jesus Christ is the sinner's Savior. And He is the believer's pattern. Therefore, every believer should pattern his life after Jesus. He should strive to be nearly to Christ as he can get. Now, I've had great men that I wanted to be like, that I've tried to pattern some of my life after. And then one day I was convicted about that thing. I can't be like them. God made me different. He made you different. And God wants you to be yourself and pattern your life after Him. Be the best you can. 1 Peter 2.21 For even hereunto were you called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow His steps. In John 13, verse 15, Jesus said, For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. And I believe this, Jesus is our rule. Jesus became a man to give the believers pattern to live by. Every one of us should hold Jesus up as our pattern. Not another man or not another woman or an angel or principality or power. He's our hero. He's our pattern to strive for. Do you know when people get things right with each other? When they get right with God. I had the great privilege of having men and women in my office sometimes having marital problems. And they come in and we're going to get a divorce, preacher. And they'll start crying and carrying on and fighting one another. And uh, I'll sit down there a few minutes and I'll take the Bible and I'll begin to deal with them. And you know what? I go right straight to the Bible. And the first thing I start with, get you right. And then you can get right with God. Get right with God. And then you can get right yourself. And when you get you when you get yourself right with God, then you can love one another. But you can't do that until you do. And Jesus Christ became a man that we might be a loving and sympathetic that he might be a loving and sympathetic priest, that he might take the sinner's place, that he might pay the sinner's debt, that he might suffer the sinner's hell, and that he might be the believer's pattern. Now the question is, have you trusted him? and made Him your pattern. You know, all the time I pray, Lord, I love you best I know how. You know, I'm a human being. I'm limited. So are you. And I want to love Him. And I find myself doing crazy things, and I, I think, do I really love the Lord like I ought to? I want to. And I pray all the time, Lord, teach me to love you better. Teach me to love you better. And you know, He does. He does. I, I learned a lot by watching animals because God made them little creatures. And I never will forget. I was at my dock over the lake. There's some little bitty coots, they call them, 
They got a little red top on the head, little hens like. And this one hen had a had about five or six little bitties. And she was had them running around there all the time. And she she gets something for one of them to eat, and one of them run over. She gets something out, another one run over. And this one got out of sorts. You know, every time she'd find something, this one would go over there. And then if you find him this other, he, he beat all the rest of them over. She got it, picked him right in the head, bam, 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 and go sit in the corner. He did too, didn't he? That little old bird, he, went, he got over there by himself and just be still. She fed the rest of them. And you know what? That taught me a lesson. And I watch the, I watch the animals that God's made and how to treat people and how they treat one another, these little animals. And I want to be I want to be in the right relationship with God. I want to love people like God wants me to. And I pray every day, Lord, teach me to be more like you. Now listen very carefully, I'm gonna finish. I can't be like God. Neither can you. But Jesus is my pattern. He's the man God. And the reason he became the man God is that if I look on the human side and I understand he gets tired, I understand he got thirsty, I do all those things. I learn he suffered, and yet the Bible says he loves us. Amen? Think about this. All of those things that he suffered was because of our sin, and yet the Bible says he loves us. That's what I want. I want to make him my pattern. And I want to be like Him the best I can. Amen? I'm so glad for this time of year. There's so many things you could say about this time of year and the incarnation of Christ from the Godhead to mankind. It'll be a wonderful thing. And one of these days we'll see Him. Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, we look forward to that great day that we see You face to face. And then we'll understand many, many questions we got in our mind and our hearts even today. As much as we read and studied the Bible, Your Word over the years, and all of it's about You, Lord. Everything in that book is about You. And yet, we cannot comprehend clarity that we want to about You. So one day, You said in Your words, we see through a glass darkly now, but one day face to face, and then we'll understand it. Bless us tonight now. Go with us on our way home, watch yours. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being here tonight.